Okay, just to pick up some themes that uh, touched on and some inquiries got stimulated, which is great. do with the, the elements, talking about the body as elements, experience. Actually, it's more than the body, everything is elements. <laughs> and there, are, there are quite a number of them, but uh, the, the simplest handful is the four, earth, air, fire, and water. You can also include space and consciousness, but uh, space is a useful one, material elements. Space is really the experience of the absence of pressure. Is a very useful uh, uh, element. It's like almost like a negative element, but you say it's very, but it's very important because it's the one which allows the others to to move around in space. So elements uh, and why? Yeah. And we have to in in uh, in this practice. Uh, Work of meditation, work of healing, of wholeness, but to bring the, the our, our mental intelligence, our head intelligence, to play. So, because this is the one you can direct, really. You know, you can't really direct your emotions. You can kind of encourage empathy. You can't say, "Okay, let's now be happy," um, but you can direct your your head intelligence. You can say, "Look at that," you know. What's that mean? What's that called? What's that feel like? And it will do it. You know, uh, it's, it's it's a great secretary, like that. And so we're giving it, but um, we're trying to use the head intelligence to refer not so much to its own uh, learnt directory, its own learnt language, conceptual language, so, you know, but to more the percept. So the percept is the, the initial experience we have of something. We feel, ooh, hot, ooh, pressure, ooh, solid, ooh, flowing. You know, the initial impression you get. And then you translate that into, oh, it's um, somebody's touching me or I feel kind of see stuff in my leg. You know, you, know, you we interpret that, which is useful generally, you know. Say, I've got a stiffness in my back, which is great when you go to the doctor. Rather than saying the earth element seems to be over-dominant at the present moment. (laughs) You say, I feel a bit stiff in my neck, you know. And he knows roughly what to do. So most of them don't know what to do, actually. (laughs) But (laughs) give you some sympathy. So that's a concept, yeah. and then of course from the concept you can go back to the direct experience. Okay, that's what it's called. Let's really get a feel for that. Solid, rigid, seized up. And, and then, now, I don't really know why, but um, at the level of percept, you, it's much more direct because it's initial experience. You bring your mind to bear upon that. You get the initial response of the heart. Which is, gen- which is of, oh, you know, empathy. When your first response to anything has to be some sense of, oh, I'm connected to this. What's happening here? You know? Otherwise, if it's happening to you, there's got to be some sense of, oh, we're, there's contact, there's relationship. 
going on. And a natural response in that is, how can we make this comfortable? Yeah? It may be made comfortable by just the worst, the final thing is make it comfortable by getting out of here. <laughs> you know, but, but empathy is always about trying to, the heart response is always how to make it work, how to make it comfortable, how to get ourselves into a pleasant, the best we can do in this situation. That's what the heart is always doing. What's the best we can do? It could be we could stay here, it could be we could talk this over, it could be we could just be in silence, it could be just kind of bear with this or feel it out or look into it or, you know, or maybe just forget it, you know, push comes to a shove. But ideally, you know, you get this initial response is one of, of, of feeling it out, how I am with this. So when we come to the, the initial experience of the percept, you get the initial response, which is of, oh, that's a, you know, how is this? And then we're inclining the mind to just abide in its empathic nature, just to not try and fix it or change it or figure it out or get rid of it, just to be with it in an empathic way. That, that's a training of the heart. Now this works very well when we come to the most the immediate experience of, of earth, air, fire, water, space. So, for example, you know what, what is what is earth element? Earth element is the experience of rigidity. When it's negative, negative, it feels rigid. It feels frozen. It feels like rock. Now, it could be when you're sitting, you feel this kind of sense of, wow, really stiff, rigid, locked up. That's earth element in negative. A little bit softer, it feels like I feel really firm and grounded. Ah, that's, that's balanced earth element. And then not feeling solid enough, you know. It's not steady. That's, that's when it's going afflictive. It's breaking up again, isn't it? So this is earth element. And you can apply it to the sense of your body. You can apply it to, to uh, you know, domains within your body. That is, some part of it feels quite loose, some part of it feels really stiff and rigid. It's you know, how it feels. You can even apply it to your mind, of course. This is where it gets really interesting. Because these elements do cross the boundaries. They're really... Uh, and it, it expressions of particular energies. Yeah. So energy is the underlying building brick of the universe, as we know or may have grasped these conceptually from Einstein and so on. You know, everything is energy moving around. Yeah. Buddha, of course, got there a few few millennia earlier <laughs> than that. So there's a, an energy of earth which is the, the, the ability, the tendency, the inclination to hold steady. Mm-hmm. And that can be, of course, you know, firm, skillful, patient, resolute, or it could be defensive, controlling, rigid, stuck. You know? So some of this you know, as we probably begin to recognize some of our mental 
reflexes have bodily effects. When we get trapped and locked in our, in our emotional states, that tends to transfer into our bodies and vice versa. So this is why it's useful to really sense energy in these ways, the earth quality. You can look around you, you see the earth quality, the sense of that which sustains form, holds things together. Fire element is to do with, it's called the cohesive element. No, it's called the adhesive element. It sticks. Adhesive. Burns things up. It's vitality, it's light. Light rests on something. It, it glows within something. It, it adheres to something. Um, you know, you look around and see that brass there at the moment is on fire. It's glowing. Yeah. Now, actually, it isn't. <laughs> but at the moment, the light is adhering to that, to that brass, so it's shining. So it's manifesting the, the, the fire element. And, uh, you know, this was the, the understanding that the, the Vedic tradition was fire is something that adheres to things. It lands upon wood and the wood burns up. As light, it lands upon objects, they glow. But the object itself doesn't contain the fire. If you pull the curtains, that fire will go out. So but it adheres to it. Uh, now, in our own experience, we can experience f- uh, the fire element as warmth. And we all know that yeah, it can be here. It's, you, know, you feel pretty warm. You go outside on a cold day, it's gone. Because it, you're not actually in, innately warm. You are warmed by the fire element adhering to your, to your body. Yeah. And uh, so it's an energy. Mm-hmm. We feel the war- fundamental warmth of, of a body. When a body dies, it doesn't get, it's not warm anymore. So it's not innately warm, but it is warm by this vitality of life which is so fire is always recognized as the life bringer. Fire is vitality, uh, light, warmth. It's also inspiration, that which suddenly brings things into birth. Sexuality, that which brings things into birth. It's the arising inspiration when suddenly you're on fire with something. Suddenly your head lights up. I got it. You know, that's the fire element. So it's a, it's a, uh, uh, we want to contain that so it's not just flashing, burning, but steady as a warmth. How do we do this? Well, simply breathing in, breathing out, because that's, that's the fire element contained within the earth. It sounds a little bit esoteric maybe, but you can feel the warming effect of the vitality of the body. And uh, as you if you develop mindfulness of breathing, you, you, that quality, that, that's, that moderated, extended, unrestricted flow of breathing has a warming effect. Mm-hmm. And you can focus on it. So warmth, or lack of it, cold, rid, cold stale, stagnant, you know. So when we breathe in and breathe out, we breathe, as you feel the breathing, you focus on parts of your body 
parts of where you sense it seems a bit stale or stagnant or cold and it, it brings that warming healing effect to it air element is that which uh, presses or creates pressure earth element resists pressure you can lean against it and it stays there air element is that which exerts pressure it pushes like the wind pushes push 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 the breath pushes the breath pushes the body open Hmm? you hold your breath you'll find it the air element builds up a tremendous pressure to push it pushes your body open pushes against it so there's this quality of pressure and movement so when you know when the wind stops moving it's no longer wind so it's anything that's got pressure and movement in it it's called the air element most obviously it's the breathing but it's also can be experienced as energies passing through the limbs so in the which is how it's described in the suttas as air passing through the, the lungs through the uh, through the belly wind in the belly but also passing through the limbs as we all know, you know te- in, technically we don't have air passing through our arms and legs. So it doesn't refer to the physical air, but it refers to the movement of energy, the sense of it passing through, pressing through. Air element, mo- mo- movement. Water element is cohesion, that which binds things together. So if you, for example, you focus on, on, your, on your left hand, say, then you'll also sense how the left hand is connected to the arm, the arm is connected to the chest, the back, and so forth. It's the something that binds all these things together. Cohesion. So we experience a sense of unity that is actually amoebic, amorphic, all the time we sense ourselves as being a unity, but the qualities of that unity are changing. Sometimes it's like the whole body or parts of the body, or it's a set of thoughts, or a, you know, a memory and an impulse. Something is binding these things together, so we're not, we maintain a sense of continuity and coherence. This is the water element. And when the water element is harmonious, everything flows along beautifully because things link up you get a flow of thought you get a flow of ideas your body is in flow people call it the flow experience when you're a creative artist you're a pianist or something you get a flow experience even athletes you get a flow experience everything seems seems to roll along together and and, uh, flow along this is water when it's in when it's harmonious when it's in good shape when it's not It gets stagnant and moody, damp. You get this feeling of brooding, moodiness. There's no flow. Instead, it just retains old impressions, like stagnant water. We sit in our own bathtubs with our stagnation around us. Well, we can't flow, yeah. So all the old memories and the 
things we failed at and the disappointments and the unresolved pieces just kind of sit around us like soap scum and you're sitting in your bathwater stewing in it you know? this is when you it's coherent it's sticking it's there but it's diseased so you want to actually be able to flush you know pull the plug out <laughs> let it go you know? flush something new through turn on the taps, you know. So the problem with the water element is it coheres beyond health, you know. So we hang on and hang on and hang on and keep regurgitating stuff way past its sell-by date, way past its usefulness. So the water element, you need to, you know, to, to be able to let it drain it, you know. And this, again, is something... We cultivate in meditation. Basically, through uh, finding a healthy flow, it can be walking, flowing along walking, the flow of the body as it walks, that's water. can be the flow of chanting, that's a very beautiful flow, flow quality. can be the flow of dialogue, we're actually in harmony with each other. It can be even something like the flow of, of um, a day. You know, it's a nice day, the rhythms of it. And of course, it can be the flow of breathing in and breathing out. As you can see, I'm a bit of a breath obsessive. <laughs> so, but then we're not really kind of panting and puffing and blasting and wheezing. It's not, it's not you know, that discharge, but it's just tuning into this this kind of flowing quality and this means that some of these kind of stuck things start to just slip and loosen we breathe through them flow 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 just keep tuning into the quality of rhythm and flow and some of this congealed stuff starts to uh you know starts to be shed Now the point of this is that uh, we're looking to to balance these elements, really. Or the, the, we're trying to find a way in which these elements can come into balance. That's a better way of looking at it. Because it's not me going around sticking this together and making this work. Essentially, you find the primary health, the primary sanity, the primary balance. You keep tuning into that. You know, however that manifest it may be led by the water quality it may be led by the move the moving quality the sense of air doesn't hold anything you know so if you're getting stuck in the sense of the moving the walking you know letting things change is very important to tune into if you're feeling all kind of all over the place and uh, scattered and blown around by too many Wind's blowing in a different direction, you need more earth element. Just say steady, sit, still, find the stillness, find the stable, you know, find the ground, earth element. Mm-hmm. If it's getting a bit dogged and dour and grim, find the fire element. Where's the brightness? Where's the joy? Where's the lightness? Where's the, 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 the flash? Where's the inspiration? You know? Inspiration can be coming from you know, an idea, a reflection, you know, on, on that which you love, that which you find sacred. 
that which you find uh, really sacred, not just some, you know, I'm a Buddhist, therefore I believe in Buddha thing, which I don't want to put it down, but it, it could be there for you, but more like, you know, what is really sacred in terms of the, the boundless, the timeless, the compassion, the openness, the, you know, belonging to the cosmos in some way. And of course, that can crystallize into Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. But, you know, let's just take it carefully to get the real feeling for the sacred before we form an image out of it. It's not to decry images, but just to get the feeling for it and let that crystallize into these images that then help to almost uh, freeze-dry it, like put it somewhere convenient so you can unpack it again. So this sense of uh, the sacred, to me, is, is an inspiration. It's a renewal. It's not some kind of old traditional thing, archaic, but it's actually a continual renewal into that which is boundless, mysterious, ineffable, much bigger than me. I fit within that. It can drain my sorrows. It can mysteriously uh, infuse me with life. So this is inspiration, isn't it? The fire element, the sense of brightening. We can sense fire perhaps in the, 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 when we feel that sense of inspiration and you have vigor and ardor. Yeah, yeah, I really want to be with this. Mm. What lights your fire? can take it from the material world, material form. Personally, I really enjoy light, brightness, openness, sky. It's letting us, you know, uh, uh, this is something that, that attracts me. You know. Light up with that. The vitality of the body. So when you feel physically well tuned in, then that is, that is the far element too. And that's what we've been doing a little bit of qigong. You may have other systems you like to use that give you the feeling of the body is not powerful, but, but alive, vitalized. It's not just the kind of, you know, damp hunk of meat that you kind of drag around and put clothes on. <laughs> it's got some living, you know, the nerve endings are alive in it. So this, this quality, yeah. Fire, earth, air, water. When we f- so water helps us to feel more harmonious. <coughs> it's empathic. It's uh, that which uh, you know, soft, dissolving qualities to it. And we feel this in our bodies. You feel the f- the, the the flowing, particularly when you breathe into the abdomen. This softness in the belly as it swells in and out. Um, you feel the, the flow of that. And make your mind like these. Bring, your, bring these somewhat poetic uh, metaphors uh, because at, at the perceptual level, you know, poetry is more true than uh, 
than science and rationality. It's actually got effective meaning. You know, it's got a meaning that has an effect to it. You say, you know, I'm on fire with something. Hopefully, it isn't smoke burning out your ear, coming out your ears. But you know, we know what that means, don't we? It's an effective meaning. So I feel really solid. I feel really solid today. Really good. Oh, good. You know what that means? You don't say. Yeah? You said I'm feeling really rigid today. <laughs> so we know what these things mean, and yet you say, "What do you mean, feeling really solid? You look like you're about the same texture as you were yesterday to me." But effectively, we know exactly what that means. So isn't it interesting that these metaphors speak more truly than apparent prosaic fact? Because we're, we're entering this level of direct experience where experience, as you directly experience, is metaphorical. It knows it's metaphorical. It knows it's purely an effect because that's what experience is. It's being affected being affected, being frozen out, being warmed, you know, receiving something with warmth, feeling firm, feeling solid, feeling spacious, you know, and that immediately has has a meaning to it. Space element, um, just little things like keeping the inside of your throat. You have these natural... Uh, places where these elements tend to be more dominant. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the area that's most dominant, dominantly the space element is the throat, because actually that's what throats are for. They're supposed to be places that stuff moves through. Their they're fundament, fundamental quality is to be spacious. Yeah, so when you're choked up, you can't speak, you can't express it, you feel closed down, you know. So it actually, you know, it does affect affect you. So keeping the in the the sense of the throat very open internally, then externally, as if you've got a, a, a scarf around your neck and you're just untying it, because often this area does get constricted through frustration you know, of some kind or another, inability to express. So we open up that even. Sighing through that, chanting through that, humming through that, so you get that that part of your body becomes more comes back to space. The natural place for the fire element is the center of the, is this called the third eye or the center of the forehead. So again, if you're breathing and you focus there, you're probably going to get more sense of light and radiance coming in, particularly the top of your in-breath. You focus here or behind the nose, back top, you know, it's behind the nose and the eyes at the top here, this whole area here is the home, the dominant place of the fire element in its helpful form. It's light. The air element, its uh, uh, strongest manifestation is in the chest, the sense of the, this great basket of ribs, that, like a net, 
that opens up. So when we do, for example, why we do, you know, I keep reminding us to to have your arms slightly away from your body, just slightly, so that you can, you know, put your fingers in in between your arm and your ribs and it's not pressed, because this area does constrict. We get defensive, we get build-up shielding around our our chest, front of our bodies, because this is, often you feel that they're kind of walking through the world, conflict, uh, things you don't feel comfortable with, pushing through, impingement, you tend to seize up a bit. So just learning to, to open the chest so this air element can be more manifest. It's that ability to steadily expand, move in a rhythmic way. Yeah. So if you focus here, this will uh, tends to emphasize the, the air element. Um, the earth element is mostly centered around the midriff, the diaphragm, which is a very solid place in us. It's solid, but it's not a bone, it's not stiff. This particular, you know, so again, and it's connected with breathing, as all these pieces are. So you can, as you breathe in and out, you can breathe there, and it gives you that feeling of, like, a, a, you know, a controlled, moderated strength. Why we sit in a particular way so that the abdomen is open is so that this diaphragm, this midriff area, could have its full effect. Now, if you're sitting punched over, then already you're compressing, your body is compressing that area. So, in fact, when you, you, feel, you lose firmness, you lose the earth, so you kind of feel dull, stagnant, nodding, you know, and then we try maybe stiffen up through our backs. But you don't want to stiffen up, you want to actually extend the, the midriff, the diaphragm, and then it can, you know, using your back muscles to bring that spring in, and then this quality of, of a firmness, which is not rigid, firm, steady, grounded strength is apparent here in the midriff. Water element is primarily associated with the, the viscera, the abdomen, which should be loose, flowing, liquid sense to it. As you breathe in, breathe in and out there, the water also dissolves things. So when we breathe out, breathing out into the abdomen, it's just like every time you breathe out, you dissolve. Just let everything diffuse and dissolve. You know, don't worry about the next breath. Don't, don't worry about getting it together. Don't worry about developing anything or sustaining unremitting mindfulness for the next hour. You know, <laughs> because, you know, that's going to freeze, you tighten you up. And the beauty of it is once you, you know, we're here to be mindful and meditate. We're not here, you know, we're not watching telly. Or, uh, so, we, so we know what we're doing. Um, so you don't need to kind of keep hammering away at that, but have the, the faith that if you find this, use these elements harmoniously, then that is mindfulness. You know, that is bearing these things in mind. And so we come to the water, breathing out, let it all go. Let it all dissolve. 
finish, drain out. And then when it picks up, you feel the fire lights up, the breath pulls in. And it starts, you come back, you're here again. So it's that ability to completely let go with conscious awareness. It's not caving in, it's not dismissing, it's just consciously aware, relinquishing, softening, releasing, put it down, and then let it come back. And so this is a continual renewal. It's like spring, the fire element returning to the earth. So we breathe in. Awakening the air, the movement, feeling the firmness of the body, feeling the sense of uh, vitality as the fire flows through, the fire element flows through. Turning and letting it go, softly, consciously. This is how these elements come into balance. They all have a part to play. Um, and there are things that you, there are properties that you tune into. You know. So, like, as I said, sometimes it's noticing what the imbalance is. There's no fire, there's no vitality, there's no inspiration. What's needed with that? Warm-heartedness. Something that inspires, arouses. The vitality of your own bodily processes. These are where fire comes in. Light, sometimes opening your eyes helps. Being warm by the presence of others. You know, various ways in which the light can return to us. This is where you use your, your thinking mind purely as something that almost has these a dictionary of four or five words in it. Earth, air, fire, water, space. Is it this? Is it this? What's happening? So you're using it just as a, like a checklist. Uh-huh. And then that's Vitaka, the ability to apply directed thought a simple, very simple directed thought. Vichara, the ability to resonate, to listen in. Is that so? How is it? Point, listen. Point, listen. Send the signal out, listen to what comes back. This process. This is how we moderate our practice.
So let's have a few moments of uh, minutes of meditation. If you want to stretch your earth elements for a while, and then we'll take our 15 minutes of sitting. <laughs>